Hey guys, if I could have just a moment of your time, go subscribe to the Zedunks NFL YouTube channel, spelled the exact same way as the podcast. On that YouTube channel is separate content from the podcast entirely. We review NFL seasons for all 32 teams in the league. You'll love it. Go check it out and please bless me with a subscribe. Have a great day and enjoy the episode. So for this episode, me and Mike are going to break down the top 10 cornerbacks who we believe rule the NFL. And we are going to count down from 10 all the way down to one. And we'll see how close our list aligns. So without further ado, let's get the ball rolling. Mike, who was your number 10 best cornerback in the NFL this season? Number 10 slated there with Kyle Fuller. Um, 29-year-old cornerback out of Virginia Tech. Obviously, uh, you know who he is. Had a pretty good 2020. Um, had some turnover in the uh, in the Bears' uh, defensive scheme there. Um, yeah, I got Kyle Fuller at 10 because I'm a Bears homer. Uh, some of the honorable mentions that got left off the list include uh, his brother Kendall, uh, Joe Hayden, Marcus Lattimore. You know, the top 10 list can only fit 10 on there. So uh, I like what uh, I like what Fuller's done. Uh, throughout his career, he's been very productive. Uh, this past year, he was starting a, a rookie cornerback opposite him, uh, Jalen Johnson, the second-round pick out of Utah. And he kind of got picked on, bullied a little bit, as well as our uh, our corner, uh, our slot cornerback, Buster Screen. But, uh, you know, the veteran leadership that Fuller brings and, and his productivity in the run game, uh, you know, press coverage, zone coverage, you know, the guy does it all. So he's always been a blanket of number one receiver there. So I got Kyle Fuller at number 10. That's an excellent selection, and uh, a really underrated aspect of his play is no doubt his physicality. So my pick at number 10, we're going to go to NFC West for the 49ers, Jason Verrett. A lot of people assume Richard Sherman would be the cornerback number one, but when injuries derailed his year, Jason Verrett stepped up in a big way, playing in 13 games. His stats aren't going to jump out on paper, only 55 tackles, two picks, and a little under a 78 for pro football focus rating. But what what you need to know about Jason Verrett is his ability to step up and shadow the wide receiver number one. You saw him do it against DK Metcalf. You saw him do it against New York. There were lots of situations where he stepped up in a big way and wiped away the number one. So that is um, that's absolutely why I chose him. I'm gonna I like you, I'm gonna ask you, what's your opinion on Jason Verrett? You know what, for a guy who missed two full seasons, you know, for him to come back and step into, a, you know, a starting corner role with the 49ers this past season, it just, you know, it spoke a lot about his commitment to the game, you know, his love for the game and coming back. And, yeah, he was pretty impressive in that role opposite Richard Sherman. Uh, you know, we saw a lot more uh, targets coming his way, um, you know, trying to avoid Sherman on the opposite side. But Sherman only ended up playing five games. And he's a guy that didn't make my list, but a guy that would certainly be on this list if he was healthy, uh, uh, you know, coming into the end of the season here. But, uh, yeah, uh, Jason Barrett is just remarkable what he's done. Right. I 100% agree. Moving on to number nine, who is on your list? I got Carlton Davis from the Bucks, and it was tough to leave out uh, Jamel Dean. I mean, just the, the last three years, the Bucks have absolutely killed it in the draft on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, you, you saw it this year with them winning the Super Bowl title. Uh, but Carlton Davis, you know, uh, it looks like he was getting picked on a little bit his rookie season, second year in the league. Uh, now in his third season out of Auburn, you know, just remarkable this season. 68 tackles, four interceptions, 18 passes defended. Just, you know, part of a really amazing secondary that they put together. Uh, you know, Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles have assembled out there in, in Tampa. Uh, you know, lining up with Sean Murphy, uh, 
uh, Sean Murphy Bunting, George Whitehead, Antoine Winfield. So it's an amazing secondary. I just think that Carlton Davis is the uh, the, the star. Yeah, he's very underrated. That's excellent selection there. My number nine, we're moving. Actually, we're staying in the same same division that I was previously. Darius Williams on the Los, Los Angeles Rams. This kid, he's not that big, only about five foot nine inches. He got a grade of 80 on Pro Football Focus. He has top 10 in interceptions and passes defense in both those statistical categories. And when you watch him play the Eagles, watch him play the, the Seahawks, watch him play against bonafide wide receiver number twos he did an excellent job at creating takeaways and just overall being very physical absolutely absolutely i like that pick a lot um you know lining up opposite uh who are we talking about williams lining opposite uh jalen ramsey i think that, that he was that he was going to get picked on a lot um you know yeah, they had a mid-season uh, you know, uh scheming going forward into the future um, you know, they got a new defensive coordinator there. Um, you know, Raheem Morris, Brandon Staley left, uh, got a head coaching job. Staley was only there for one year as a, as a defensive coordinator there for John McVay. But, uh, yeah, definitely very impressed with, with Williams. I would have put him on the list. Um, just obviously we can only put 10 guys in there, and he's, he's still got to probably give me another year of repeating what he did this past season in 2020 before uh, – before I stick him on the list, but yeah, pro football focus ranking obviously had it very high. So yeah, definitely impressed with Williams. Absolutely. Moving down to number eight. I'm going to go with J.C. Jackson here from the Patriots. Um, 25-year-old undrafted rookie out of Maryland. Uh, this is his third year in the league. Just monster numbers in 2020. I know pro football focus had him real high. I have the number in front of me, but uh, 40 tackles, nine picks, 14 passes defended. You know, three seasons in the league, he's got 17 interceptions and 30 passes defended. You know, when you're lining up uh, opposite Stephon Gilmore, and that's, again, the Patriots got an amazing secondary. Um, you know, Gilmore, Patrick Chung, the McCourty brothers, Adrian Phillips, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough secondary to try to pick on. And J.C. Jackson, when I watched tape on him, it just, it seems like, when the ball's in the air, he becomes the receiver. Right? He puts himself in a, in, in a better position than the receiver does to make the play on the ball, and it's just it's just so natural and so impressive what he's done. Uh, so I got JC JC uh, Jackson. He's going into restricted free agency. Uh, I'm not sure if the Patriots are going to keep this guy around for the future. You know, they also have Jonathan Jones uh, in the secondary as well. But they just just an incredible three. Right, he's often the forgotten man up in New England with the boogeyman as of late. But uh, you got to give credit where due. My number eight, uh, Tredavious White on the Buffalo Bills. The hype for this guy, I believe, is far too high year in, year out. I understand he is a top 10 corner, which is why he's on my list. 55 targets and only 34 receptions through that. Another Pro Bowl year for him. The reason why you don't you know, seem impressed by a guy like Trey White in my eyes was he wasn't getting a majority of the balls thrown to him. Most people would avoid throwing to him. There was one instance where Russell Wilson forced it to his side and he jumped the route like he's like he's used to. So Trey White for the lack of targets is ignored because they don't want to throw his way. And that's the epitome of what a good corner is. Absolutely. Agree with you hundred percent there. I've got uh, I've got White ranked a little a couple spots higher on my list. Uh, I had him at number six. You know, what's not to like about this guy? He's, he's really the backbone of that Bills defense. 
defense and, and a leader on the defense. Uh, you know, Leslie Frazier's got himself a good one. Right. Absolutely. Who is your lucky number seven spot? This was a tough one. Uh, I got Stephon Gilmore here because I had to play some other guys ahead of him. Um, you know, he's obviously 30 years old, you know, on the back end of his career, but to me, it just shows he's, he's, he can still get it done. He's always going to lock up your number one receiver. Um, you know, he's another one that, that you know, like Tredavious Trav- Trav- White, they're, they're going to throw away from Gilmore, obviously, and that's why you, you saw the production from J.C. Jackson, which you saw, and, and the rest of the guys in the secondary with the Patriots. But, uh, you know, <laughs> until uh, until otherwise notified, Stephon Gilmore is going to be on this uh, this. You know, in my eyes, Gilmore did play with the same vigor he did in previous seasons. The biggest issue for him this year was staying on the football field, whether it was the COVID list or his hip. He missed about five games, which is a big reason why JC took a lot of number one matchups. So that's that. that is what happened. Great corner nonetheless. My number seven, we're going to go to Baltimore. Marcus Peters, four forced fumbles, four interceptions. Both are top 10 in category stats. Marcus Peters, the best way to describe him is a junkyard dog. He's not the biggest guy, but he plays a lot bigger than his size. He's always going to chew your ear off, let you know what you did wrong, let you know he won that last matchup. Overall, though, Marcus Peters backs up his talk, and that defense was top 10 in rushing and passing. So, enough said. Absolutely. I've got Peters number three on my list. And, and you know, players obviously have natural instincts to do things like strip the ball and things like that. But you know that, that Harbaugh and Don Martindale, the defensive coordinator for the Ravens, are teaching their secondary to do that. Um, you know, to punch the ball out, to strip the ball out. You know, Marcus Peters, I got Marlon Humphrey on the list too. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but It's no coincidence they both are exactly. good at Exactly. You're coached fumbles. to do that. You know, and you see a lot of wide receivers, and I, and I know we're going to have some on the, on the list that are the same going forward, um, you know, that play in schemes where, you know, you're going to drop back into zone coverage, you know, 80 or 90% of the time. You know, the Ravens mix it up a lot. You're, and with these guys being big physical corners, you're going to see a lot of press coverage. Um, you know, you're going to see a lot of man coverage. You're going to see a lot of them getting to utilize their physicality. Um, a, lot a lot of blitzing. blitzing. A lot, a lot of blitzing, blitzing too. And, and, eaters and, and they can do it. You know, they can get home to the quarterback and, and you know, both excellent open field tacklers. You know, we see it on a lot of screen plays and, and, and things like that out to the sideline. Just just guys that will get you for a loss and, and guys that could absolutely blitz you. Just very physical receivers in Baltimore. And, you know, like I said, they're, they're, they're definitely being coached up to, to strip the ball. Right. Who, this makes me curious, who is your number six? Uh, like I said, list? I had Tredavious White number was number six on my list. So I had Kyle Fuller, 10, Carlton Davis, uh, 9, J.C. Jackson, 8, Gilmore, 7, Tredavious White was my number six. Did you have any additional reasons other ones other than the ones I kind of stated previously? Did you see something that I didn't? Boy, I watched a lot of tape you? on all these guys. Um you know, Peter's just just a solid veteran. You know, it's, a, it's no wonder that they acquired him uh, from the Rams. He's just a just a absolute stud there. Really fits the culture of of what they're doing in, in Baltimore and what they've been doing there for a long time. Really. You mean Trey? Tra- oh, I'm sorry. Tra- I'm, I'm sorry. Your, yeah, your no, we were talking about Trey White. I'm sorry. I went back to, to Marcus Peters. Yeah, Trey White. Yeah, Trey White, like I said, I just, I love his leadership. I love his enthusiasm. Just been a great producer in his first four years with the Bills. And, and, uh, yeah. I, I totally, I think that's an apt comparison. Marlon Humphrey was my number six spot. So we're going back to back Baltimore Ravens. It's no coincidence that 
Peters was really high ranking in forced fumbles, but number one in forced fumbles is his teammate Marlon Humphrey, who also paired that with 11 passes defense. And very similar to Kyle Fuller, Marlon Humphrey is an absolute dog when it comes to tackling. He is so rangy and fast, he turns into a linebacker in the backfield. When he, when he keys in on a player, he's gonna wrap you up and he's gonna hit you hard. Absolutely, love Marlon Humphrey. I mean, eight forced fumbles, you know, in one season, 11 passes defended, had a safety earlier in the season, uh, I forget the game, two and a half sacks, got him blitzing off the edge. Just, just Marlon Humphrey is just, just a phenomenal football player. Absolutely. Now we are inching into, on my list, I have little special stars by these players. I call them the top five. So this is a, a subgroup within the best of the best. Who is the starter in the five spot of your top five? <laughs> that was where I had Marlon Humphrey. I had uh, Tredavious White, number six. I had Humphrey uh, was number five on my list. I had Marcus Peters at number three. So my number four was Xavier Howard from the Dolphins. 27 years old out of Baylor. is a second-round pick in 2016. Absolutely had a monster of a year in 2020. Played all 16 games, 10 picks, 20 passes defended. Uh, just, just phenomenal numbers for Xavier Howard on the year. Um, again, part of a part of a really good Dolphin secondary, really good Dolphin defense, uh, who I think is definitely uh, definitely on the come up. Um, you know, another guy with a, with an amazing cornerback playing opposite from him in, in Byron Jones. I had left Byron Jones off of this list. Um, you know, but he, he definitely deserves a mention as well. But Damian Howard, you know, the amount of balls that he gets his hands on is, is really remarkable. In five years, he's got 22 interceptions, 65 passes defended. Uh, like I said, you know, teams, teams try to go at him to stay away from Byron Jones, but it's really a pick your poison situation. Uh, even though Byron Jones doesn't, uh, doesn't have the, the, the tangible numbers that Damian Howard has, he's a really good uh, compliment on the other side there. But, uh, they're absolute uh, beast at the turnover game down in South Beach. Uh, I'm going to double up since you scooted up to four. My number five, Jare Alexander on the Packers. A 90.5 pro football focus rating, which is astronomical. 69 targets and out of those essential 70, only 35 receptions allowed. Look how he matched up against Allen Robinson, T.Y. Hilton. Alexander is the epitome of a physical lockdown corner. He picked off Brady, what, two or three times in the NFC Championship game. Just a true lockdown corner. What a find out of Louisville. And then, um, I forgot we're doubling up. My number four, J.C. Jackson on the Patriots. Nine interceptions, which puts him second in the entire NFL. 14 passes defense. And like I said pr prior, he has been the cornerback one. You know, he had a rough game against the Jets and he had a rough game against the Giants. But overall, like seeing his turnover ability, you know, against the Bills and other division rivals, Jay-Z Jackson really established himself in this league. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more with you. Yeah, so uh, moving to an even more upper echelon i know you stayed at prior but why don't you explain why you made your number three spot who it is uh well i had marcus peters in my number three spot like you said you know the, the force fumbles the four interceptions nine passes defended in 2020 uh you know in seven year totals he's got 10 force fumbles eight fumble recovers 31 picks just just a monster um you know everywhere you go with marcus peters so i uh, love marcus peters at number three um 
My number two was Jair Alexander. Um, now, I generally gravitate towards the guys with the they get the picks and the passes defended. I love the forced fumbles and fumble recoveries, you know, things like that. Um, but nothing this guy can, can't do. I mean, Jair Alexander is just absolutely incredible. You know, his three years in the league, 175 tackles. Uh, just four picks, but 41 passes defended. He's always going to lock up the number one guy. Um, again, with, you know, in the system that they had been running there, they got a new defensive uh, coordinator now in there, Joe Barry. You know, Mike Patton is out. And, you know, there was... Obviously, it, it has a lot to do with the way Jair Alexander has been coached. Obviously, they're, they're, he's going to give give a cushion to the receivers that he's covering. He's going to drop back in zone most of the time. Um, you know, he's not being asked to, you know, blow anybody up at the line of scrimmage. He's not asked to, you know, press guys all that much. Um, yeah, I think that could change going forward. I think in 2021, you're going to see some schematic differences in the uh, in the Packers secondary. Uh, and in that defense as a whole, I think they're going to be a little bit more aggressive under Joe Barry. So I'm really actually looking forward to next season. Well, I'm a Bears fan, so I'm never looking forward to seeing Jair Alexander. <laughs> but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what he does in 2021 uh, and how he takes that next step. Yeah, uh, a word that comes to mind when I think about Jari Alexander is complete. He is a good tackler. He is strong to the hip. He is overall... A lockdown corner and you can't overuse that phrase because it's not often you find that breed of player in this modern pass heavy NFL my number three selection is Jalen Ramsey doubling up on the Ravens and also doubling up on the LA Rams for good reason this was the number one passing defense in the entire NFL and a big reason for that was the guy I talked about earlier and the guy I'm talking about now Jalen Ramsey, his stats won't pop out at you. It's going to be confusing for a lot of people why I chose him this high on my list. But the biggest credit to what Ramsey does well is what you do not see. The thing he does is he wipes away half the field. Only nine passes defense. I think only one forced fumble. His stats aren't crazy, but that is because he demolishes other teams wide receiver number ones. Look what he did against DK Metcalf. Look what he did against DeAndre Hopkins. He's a blanket and takes away the entire wide receiver number one, shifting the game plan for the rest of the game against Agreed. His, you know, I got Jalen Ramsey number one on my list because he is the man. He's not only covering the number one receivers of his opponents, but he's absolutely demoralizing them. Uh, you know, and like you said, the, the stats are low. You know, just one pick this past season, nine passes defended, only 44 tackles. Nobody wants anything to do with him. Nobody wants anything to do with Jalen Ramsey. I don't blame him. I think this is the number one premier lockdown corner in the NFL. Yeah, and as a Jags fan, I just love Jalen Ramsey. I'm a little biased on this one, but the stats aren't what you look for in entirety. What I really should preface before we start this episode, there are several criteria that you need to hit to be an elite corner. You could look at interceptions. You could look at passes defense, or you could look at lack of targets because all three play into different jobs that a corner can complete. And, you know, if you can do all three, that's uh, that's coming up later for me. Someone who I believe did all three. Who was your number two? I think you reiterated it, but just explain it to me again. I had Jair Alexander as my number two and Ramsey as my number one. Now, like you just said, those guys' stats don't jump off the page, but they're being avoided for a reason. You know, um, I watched a lot of tape on them. Just, just phenomenal. You know, Jalen Ramsey is is 
to me, is going to be the number one cornerback in the league for a long time. Um, you know, nothing that he doesn't do well, whether it's press coverage or zone coverage, like you said, he takes half the field away um, from an offense. It's just remarkable what he does. Um, just nasty tackler, incredible instincts. Right, um, and, you know, Ramsey and Alexander might not be on the list of some people who, you know, only go to Pro Football Focus to see who did well that year. They, uh, they really will only show up on your list, and I'm glad we agreed on this. If you actually watch the film, you see how these guys play, that's the only way you would know just how dominant they are. It's in the game film. The game film shows who the top dogs are, and because of the game film, my number two is James Bradbury on the Giants. It was really, it was really hard to look at any part of that giant secondary with a lot of positivity because what they did excel at was stopping the run, not the pass. And I felt a lot of liability fell to guys like Isaac Yidham and Darnay Holmes. But James Bradbury, you know, Pro Bowl season, really did his thing. Uh, two forced fumbles, three picks, 18 passes defense. Two, he was only behind Xavier Howard. And a 79.8 pro football focus score, which is almost identical to Darius Williams on the Rams. So, you know, he bought out this year. The reason James Bradbury is so high on my list, and I can back this up. We talk about completeness. We talk about being able to do everything as a corner, being able to be a matchup problem on the outside. James Bradbury showed this entire season, and maybe it was because he matched up against the worst division in football six times this year. <laughs> but uh that's all right uh it may be because he matched up against nfc east an awful lot this year but if you watch the film james bradbury is always there he's always getting a hand in there he's he could have had a lot more interceptions than three if you watched his footage he's a lot bigger he uses his frame really well excellent excellent corner and in my opinion top i absolutely love james bradbury i watched a lot of tape on james bradbury coming into uh coming into this conversation we were having uh unfortunately like i said i only had 10 spots on the list he got left off he was he's probably i had him around 12 or 13 something like that uh i love what james bradbury does um you know i know he had a pick on my bears earlier this season uh in week two just a just a monster what a great signing it was for the giants um yeah, I, 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 yeah. Right, right. I, th I think, I think it's really eye-opening to me. You know, I'm, I'm really glad our lists are so different because uh, it just reveals how one, per it's like art. One person can can look at a portrait and see one thing, and another person can look at that same exact portrait and interpret it a complete different way. So, with all things being said out there, James Bradbury to me was phenomenal this year. But in your eyes, I guess it just didn't reflect the same way. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. You know, the the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, as they say, right? Like I said, Bradbury. You know, I struggled. Uh, you know, who knows? I might have had him ten on my list if I wasn't such a Bears homer. I had to throw Kyle Fuller in there. But uh, you know, yeah, Bradbury <laughs> had a phenomenal season. You know, he really is the 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 heart and soul of that defense at this point. I, you know, Blake Martinez. You know, uh, Jabril Peppers. They got some. They got some pieces there going forward for the Giants. But uh, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Leonard oh, Williams. Yeah, Leonard Williams. Williams is another big um, piece. But yeah, what just just a just a great signing by the Giants, a guy who came in from day one, and, uh, and you know he's gonna gonna get the NFC East in trouble next year too. Absolutely, and 
a lot of these lists that we both have, you know, they're based off stats, some are based off footage, but at the end of the day, this is my opinion and your opinion. So that is why they are so different. And I think that's great because it creates a little bit of controversy, a little bit of disagreement, and that creates good discussion. Uh, my number one is Xavier Howard. In my opinion, there was no one in the NFL who did as well as he did. Uh, an 87.3 pro football focus score, 10 interceptions, 20 passes defense, which he is first in both categories. In my eyes, when a corner does that, like Stefan Gilmer did last year, they're rewarded with that big award at the end of the year. But the NFL loves them some Aaron Donald. No disrespect to number 99 on the LA Rams. I know he is the best football player in the league. But would it kill the NFL to give it to Xavier Howard just this one year or even give it to TJ Watt? just one year he really should have been in that conversation in my eyes there was no corner who produced on film and in the stat line more than z yeah howard had a phenomenal season um you know it's i, I what what can you say you know 20 and 20 intercept uh, 10 interceptions and 20 passes defended i, I really like miami going forward you know i think uh, i think they're going to be in playoff contention for a long time here with right um given that you know, we have a couple minutes left. Is there, I want to ask you a couple questions. Uh, in your eyes, okay, we saw who our complete lists were, okay? Uh, in your eyes, uh, who do you believe, okay, could have been changed on my list? And then I'll, I'll go for you. So, like, on my list, was there any player you felt was a little too high or a little no, too No, like high? I said, it's all, you know, it's all what your impressions are. You know, you watch game film, you're looking for other things that other guys are looking for. It's it's really a matter of, you know, what you like. You know, I kind of graded out the cornerbacks according to, you know, age and NFL experience, you know, where they get the co- where they go to college, you know, the competition that they played against, where they get drafted, their NFL production, their growth. The system you play in, I think, has a lot to do with the numbers that you see in the box score with the interceptions, forced fumbles, and things like that. It's all about defensive philosophies. You know, some guys are going to be in, in, in press coverage more than others. Some guys are going to be in zone most of the time. There's a lot of hybrid systems going on now where you're trying to split the field nowadays. So a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of different defensive philosophies, and you're going to get a lot of, you know, yeah, a ton of variation. I mean, and I variation. had a lot of honorable mentions. Right. I, I know we right. mentioned Byron Jones from Miami. Let's talk. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about some people you you wanted to give kudos to, but you well, couldn't Byron because Jones of his Miami, Who are a couple of those you know, players? He's got a reputation that you want to stay away from him. You know, I thought Malcolm Butler had a phenomenal season. I put a lot into Pro Football Focus grades, but I try not to make that everything. You know, the eye test is going to tell you a lot of things. Watching tape on guys, um, you know, Malcolm Butler. I, I think he was targeted more than any other cornerback in the NFL this past season. Uh, ended up having, I think, 14 passes defended. So Malcolm Butler's a guy on the list. You know, Patrick Peterson, you know, he's still hanging around the list now. Yo, he he was my 10 yeah. until I swapped him out with Jason Verrett. He actually, if you, if you look at his career stats, he played better than he has since 2016. And I was going to bring that up. And tackles. I was going to bring that up as a overall, case for Patrick Peterson yeah. to be on the list, but you can't have everybody on the list. You know, I left off Bradbury. I love Bradbury. I left off Marcus Lattimore. I left off Kendall Fuller. You know, you get a you, you pick a ball off in the Super Bowl, you get a lot of points with me, you know. So Kendall Fuller is a guy who, you know, after two years with Kansas City, goes back to Washington, plays for Ron Rivera, and just absolutely, you know, just absolutely killed it for them. You know, I had four interceptions on the season, but just brings so much defensive leadership. You've obviously, you know, uh, 
Ronald Darby lining up across from him. You know, Washington's got a really nice defense. Um, so Kyle Fuller got left off the list. Joe Hayden got left off the list. Denzel Ward, uh, Jamel Dean from the Bucks, and the Nickelback. See, here's the problem is that I couldn't put... I have a hard time putting strictly slot cornerbacks on the top ten list, okay? Shouts out to... Humphrey's well, in the Humphrey, slot most of the Humphrey, time. Humphrey's uh, in the slot. I think Bryce Callahan's another one that Pro Football Focus had graded really high this past season, and I love Bryce Ooh, Callahan and what he does yeah. for Vic Fangio's defense there. But he's a guy who started having to line up on the outside a little bit more this past season, and I think Pro Football Focus had him like top three corner. Um, so, yeah, really high. So, you know, Bryce really Callahan, high, Brian really Poole from the Jets. Uh, uh, Mike Hilton. I love Mike Hilton from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Absolutely love Mike Hilton. You know, not just for his for his corner play from the slot, but you know him and run defense. You know, it just seems like when the whenever the, the balls, whenever the opponent's going to run the ball, Mike Hilton just flies in there and makes tackles. He makes plays even though they're not on the ball. He just you know in the pass game and in the run game. I love Mike Hilton. Uh, I love Kenny Moore from the Colts. You know, so there's a lot of really good nickel cornerbacks, slot cornerbacks that are just strictly. You know, in those positions. But like I said, Bryce Callahan kind of opened up playing the outside a little bit more this year. You know, pro football focus certainly, you know, gave him a, a really high grade. So there's guys that got left off the list that definitely deserve to make. You know, Joe Hayden is another one from uh, from the Steelers. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Taron yeah. Johnson on the Bills spoke to me in a lot of ways. That guy, you know, the reason Trey White wasn't getting any target is because Taron Johnson was running all over the football field, tackling everybody every other play. If he wasn't tackling anybody, it was Jordan Poyer cleaning up the mess. So those were the two guys just flying around on that defense. And, uh, you know, it is hard to put a nickel on there. But I say if a team plays in the nickel enough, you know, it's 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 something that you don't have to be afraid to to talk about. DJ Reed on the Seahawks really did a good job in the back half of the year, stepping in after Quentin Dunbar uh, was absent and really impressed. I'm actually rewatching the Seahawks like week 16, 17 right now. Uh, DJ Reed just played phenomenal against Washington this year, like knocking the ball away, ball hawking. And, you know, I think they found... Absolutely, yeah. Like and Seattle, two. you know, Shaquille Griffin's a, a free agent, so I'm not sure if, you know, he's in the long-term plans there. But, you know, Quentin Dunbar is a guy who could have made the top 10. Who knows what happens if he's healthy all year for, for the Seahawks? Uh, you know, he's a guy that I think has a lot of talent as well. Um, you know, injuries got him this year. And who knows? Richard Sherman. I mean, that's a guy who was incredibly rated high, you know, every year of his career. Um, had a phenomenal 2019. He just he only played five games this past year. Who knows if he's healthy? You know, could Richard Sherman say in that, that top ten list that we have? I, I think he probably could have if he was healthy. But you know, uh, health plays a, a big a big factor into this. You know, the way that I rated out the cornerbacks. You know, um, you know injury history and what you're going to look like going forward. And that's why I didn't have Barrett on the list. I know Jason Barrett's got all the talent in the world, and I know you had him ranked number ten. Uh, you know, but you missed two whole seasons and come back. I think he only played 10 or 11 games this year, but, you know, it, it is pretty remarkable what he did. But, you know, uh, him and Sherman, if they're healthier, who knows? They might make the list. Dunbar, another guy. Um, but, yeah, too many too, too many to list, man. It's a top 10 list, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a kid in a candy shop, really, because my favorite position on the football field, I when I watch film, I'm much more infatuated with the defense and the offense. Everyone loves the offense. That is what the casual fan gravitates towards. Big throws, big runs, just splash play after splash play. I'm a guy who I like the I like the 
I like the hidden gems. I like putting in the good work, not getting the appreciation. So I'm a guy who will like to watch an offensive lineman play, or I like to see what a safety's doing in a given game. But the cornerback in my eyes is my favorite position to watch because it's a defensive wide receiver. And if they are good, you will be blessed by watching some crazy reaction skills and just being able to almost mind read the quarterback, know where he's going to go, jump the route, do something spectacular to absolutely shift the dynamic of the game. And that is why ranking the top 10 corners is such a fun concept to me. And that's and that's just why like it's so fun to talk about. Like Zachary and I had a blast watching game film on these guys. Just a, an, an absolute great time. You know, I... I I, I originally compiled a list of about 25 or 30 guys who could potentially be on this list. So I watched tape on everybody and really considered, you know, who I liked, who I didn't, and left guys off for certain reasons. But, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed watching cornerbacks on film. You know, the little nuances, you know, are they in press coverage, are they in zone coverage, and how often at the time is that happening, where's the safety help coming from, you know, just, just a lot of different ways to look at it. That's why it takes me four hours to watch a football game because I got to watch the same play 15 times in a row. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's dedication. Yeah. That's had, dedication. A, had a lot of fun with this one though, Zachary. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show. This was an excellent discussion. Is there anything you would like to say to the viewers before I wrap it up? Uh, that's it. Just everybody be good to each other out there, Zachary. I really appreciate you having me on, and hopefully we can do this again real soon. No problem, man. All right, guys, that is going to be a wrap for the top 10 corners in the NFL. Have a great week, and thank you for listening.